This is Brian from the soon-to-be champion Skybusters, and you are listening to Josh and Gar on the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix on Spotify. That is correct. Thank you, Brian. It is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. This is podcast number 65. It is winter officially. We had a couple, had bits of snow early, but the snow is now here and here to stay, it appears. It is unfortunate for us all, but that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles sometime. Josh, let's get right into her with some rock at a Walters. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thanks a bunch, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them folks. Hi, folks. Thank you, Josh. HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can interact with us. We're still on our journey to 100 subs on YouTube. We have been stalled out at 28 out of 100 for a little bit of time, but you know what? The, the podcast and the YouTube page will grow when it wants, so we're going we're gonna to leave her there for now, but if you could be a friend and tell a friend, we would greatly appreciate that. For you audio listeners, the segment start times are down in the description below. For you video listeners, they're off by about five minutes, so you can uh use your best judgment there though it's not always five minutes it's just sometimes it's a guessing game good luck all this beautiful art you see was illustrated by the beautiful levi oki you can find him on instagram at levi oki illustration josh how we doing tonight pal uh doing good how are you gar oh i'm doing great until i realized that i didn't start recording the audio yet so that's just killer so i'll just have to rip the audio and put the audio on Spotify and all those other places later. That's pretty sick. It's our first time. It is our first time. There's a lot going on, Josh. I think it was the last second, uh, the last second Zoom thing that really threw me out. But it's okay. We're live on YouTube and we've got all our audio here. Uh, but yeah, so you're doing good. Dude, I'm even paying attention. Uh, yeah, I am. No, I'm not. Um, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little tired. Haven't felt well. Um, Today, I just woke up from a three-hour nap, so yay, I guess. But yeah, how are you? Are you late? Are you late? Uh, are we late? Yeah, I'm doing great, Josh. Speaking of which, we don't have time to talk about how I am. Nobody cares. We are late. We are getting out of here quick tonight, um, so let's just hop right into the fan tasty zone because we don't have time. All oh, my fur and whiskers. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. Josh, what do we normally do here in the fan tasty zone? Uh, this is where we enjoy sharing our sponsors that's great i'm sponsored by brain farts <laughs> okay i've got the old strawberry arnie palm as is a staple of the fantasy zone i've also got a uh, great value brand fig bars big fig newton kind of guy but i'm also a cheap ass slash poor so i went with the walmart brand last time i went shopping and i haven't eaten them in a while so that's the way she goes don't forget about our raffle give us a voicemail every week you get an entry everyone should know the deal by now we're late i don't have time to spew into it josh we got some emails this week we got an email from a dub 
You've got mail. Uh, uh, he says, sup, Gar7Josh. You keep mentioning the raffle winner gets 50 bucks, which is essentially... Oh, I should probably scroll to the left. I bet that says essentially. Nailed it. Uh, which is essentially the league fee. That begs the question, if and when I win the raffle, am I then invited into the league? I get it. I get it if you don't want to increase the competition. Thanks. One of your fave five listeners, Audio Al. So, Al... Uh, you will not get invi- probably not get invited to the league if you win the 50 bucks. So that's why it's essentially the league fee. The the hood pod people, the redraft members that listen, they can choose it as their league fee. Or whoever wins, regardless of in or out of the league, will get 50 bucks. Uh, probably Venmo or cash if you're old like Brian. Unless, Josh, what do you think? Do you think the raffle winner should be brought into the league if they're outside of it? Because I don't. I mean, do we want this Al guy in here? He's too good, right? Well, I mean, I mean yeah, the competition he's bringing is currently four and six in the Victoria's Secret League. So, <laughs> yes. oh, man. What's, I mean, what's Walters? I was going to say, what's no, what's he in the deflate these balls? Any idea? Is he? I think he's doing better there. I want to say. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is there. But we're going to focus on the negatives because it's, it's, it's pessimistic Tuesday. That's perfect. So, but no. Um, I was going to say that you should hold it over his head. You know, when you get into his league... When you get into Victoria's Secret, then maybe you guys can talk. Yeah, I've been trying to wiggle my way into the VS League for years and years. There's supposed to be the Guard 2020 campaign. It never happened. It's 2020. I'm still not in the league. So, you know what? Good point, Josh. We'll use that as leverage. If he ever wants to get in our leagues, I'll get in the VS first. Yeah, I mean, we're we're maybe three or four days away from increasing this to uh, at at your own you know discretion kind of league, letting everybody in: Tom, Dick, Harry, Sally, Julie, Favre, Chris, all those guys. Other than T, Brad, and Jesse, who are who are people in the league right now that you don't like? You. Well, okay, that's fair. All right, so you can get rid of four of us and bring it down to a 10-piece. Maybe get Al and Walters in there and bring it back up to a 12-piece. I get it. All right, Josh, you want to do Brian's email? You prepared for such a thing? we got to get going. We are late. Yeah, show recap. You've got mail. Hello, gentlemen. Another solid rendition of the Hoodcast. Love the fan interaction. Ton of momentum for the show. Maybe time to start asking sponsors to pay. Donnie. My Donnie. I guess I don't know why I started to chant, but so good to hear Donnie, from her. Donnie. Donnie. Solid fave fives. Lots of hotties there. The intro to the two-minute drill is awesome. Been meaning to tell you that. Add in a little guitar riff, maybe a tambourine, and I think it's going to be a hit. Got a bone to pick. So if the pack or if the Vikes and pack tie for first, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. Wolves and Grizz head-to-head. Wild Blues tie head-to-head. Hood total points. Seriously, that's lame. Unless I score a ton of points and Josh tanks, then it's okay. Love the grum, Brian Knup. If you don't know where you are going, then you'll end up there. Just another fantastic witticism. You think that's another Yogi Bear quote there? A boo boo? Sure. We don't have time to research that sort of thing. That's true, Brian. Is it because we-, we have a 40 minute Zoom limit. That's that's what it is. Uh, okay. We don't got time for your shit, Brian, this week. We appreciate you, though, for the uh, start asking sponsors to pay. This year, we're going to get everyone to leave us voicemails. The next year, we're going to hit you with the bait and switch. Get ready for the $2 holla coming at you next year when you start paying us. But that's not till and next year. And the $4 year. holla. The $4 fault. Josh just made that up on the spot, but maybe we'll work that in too. Anyways, uh, you guys can start paying us right now if you want, but we're not going to ask you to until next year. All right. Those are the emails we got, Josh, but we also got a handy dandy little voicemail. You've got voicemail. 
We sure do, and we're going to go ahead and listen to that right now. It's uh, We got this voicemail from a person I thought was dead, to be honest. It's a person who was a big, big listener, season one of the pod, and then we haven't really heard of heard from him since, and I'll let him take it from there. Hey, guys. This is Eric Szymanski, also known as Eric Landvik, longtime listener, first-time caller to the show. Being this is my rookie season with the league, I did not want to miss my opportunity to contribute. Got a couple questions for you guys. First one, everyone is talking this year about the separation between Brady and Belichick and who is winning. It seems to flop back and forth each week, given they've both had good performances and bad performances. But no one is really talking about the separation of Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers and who is winning that. Give me your thoughts. Second question, every time I name my fantasy team after a player on my team, that player seems to get injured. Would you recommend changing my team name one more time and risk another player to get injured? Or am I just looking into something that isn't really true? Let me know. Thanks for having me, and go Pack Go. Uh, so before we even respond to Eric's beautiful voicemail, appreciate you, Mr. Eric Landvik. Thought you were dead. We're almost positive you were dead. Uh, in, the, in the chat, Skybuster himself writes, Eric's team should be called Hotel Motel Galladay Out. Fucking tough, dude. <laughs> Brian coming in with the quick wit. Uh, sort of the first question, Josh. Uh, a lot of not a lot of people talking about how Mike McCarthy appears to have rode the coattails of Aaron Rodgers for so long. Uh, it seems pretty clear that Aaron Rodgers has won that fallout of who was better, McCarthy or Rodgers. But as a Packers fan, as a you know a loser, what do you have to say about the McCarthy Aaron Rodgers difference? Especially with how McCarthy's doing this year, maybe got dealt a bad hand, maybe not. Well, I mean, he he supposedly took over one of the teams with the most talent, and, and granted, they, they do have a lot of talent. They also suffered a lot of injuries, so it's a little bit of both. I do think he rode the coattails more often um, than not, I do, and, and it's kind of, I mean, look at who Aaron Rodgers gets to look at every day in, the co- in a meeting. Matt LaFleur is a handsome young man. And so he's, I'd say Aaron's winning. They've got a good chemistry going right now. Um, Maybe not getting the picks and everything they want, but that's higher up. That's not necessarily a coaching deal. So yeah, I'd say Rogers is winning that. How about you, Gar? Do you have any input? Yeah, I mean, again, we're late, so we want to get going here. But just quickly, I mean, it's pretty clear that McCarthy's a big, fat stooge. He doesn't know anything about anything. The guy should go back to Denny's. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers isn't a perfect human being, but he is a fantastic heckin' football player. So Aaron Rodgers is clearly the winner. Sounds like Mike McCarthy could be one and done. Even after losing Dak, uh, Jerry Jones isn't going to put up with any shit at a big mic. So there we go. To his second question, Josh, again, kind of a greedy guy asking two questions here. And we're well, on a show when we're late. It's kind of rude, but... Josh, what do you think? Should Eric change his team name one more time, or is he? Do you believe in superstition? I guess in fantasy football, largely. Well, actually, that's kind of a funny question because uh, Nikita and I had a team, and she drafted, and our team was uh, always up to Sutton because we had Cortland Sutton, and we started zero and five. I took over and I changed it to taking a knee this year. Five and zero cents, so we're not touching it. <laughs> Taking a knee since. Okay, so he he hasn't had that. So he's changed his team name once already because he was always he was Saquad goals and now he's Hotel Motel Galladay out as Brian puts it. So so one more change is that going to be his key to the promised land or what? Well, I mean we we made one change and it worked for us in success. And so if he makes a change and it didn't work for him, 
and you got another injury, I would say don't make that change, boy. Well, this is a crucial time. There's only a couple more weeks until the playoffs start. I don't even know if Eric can even get in at this point. I know he started hot, started a little bit hot, but I don't even know if he can get in. So this is do or die time, Josh. We need solid advice for this man. I would say change it to let Delvin cook. Just see what happens. Probably shouldn't do that, uh, especially since he doesn't have Dalvin Cook on his team. But, Eric, I would for sure say change your team name. Why not? I know I changed my team name to Hood Oaks Football Team, and uh, I've been a failure ever since. I'm not going to change it because this season's done. I'm just playing defense at this point, but we'll talk about that later. Anyways, Mr. Landvik, thank you for the voicemail. Thought you were dead for sure. All right, Josh, it is time for your favorite segment. Um, are you Are you ready? This is the two-minute drill, by the way, in case anyone doesn't know. Am I going first? Uh, you will be going first, as you can tell by the order in the note sheet that is there every single week. Okay. Okay. Well, we got the little intro here. All right. So I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. 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 A lot of pressure. And here we go. You turn my music down a little. Thank you. Uh, Dear Diary, I'm sick of people asking if I miss our farm's goat after some senior citizen discount was no longer accepted. So he moves south. I want to focus on the things that I control, such as what I eat for breakfast, bran flakes and whiskey, the length of my sleeves, and of course, the weather. Upon further research, the American raven has been found to lose sight of their goal in inclement weather. To use such knowledge to my advantage, I began the sacrifices required to summon the monsoon witnessed on November 15th. Sacrifices needed include the ribs of a windy saint, the dignity of a 15-year-old punter, and an undercooked seabird with fading MVP hopes. Such sacrifices are potent, and that result... In more than months, that resulted in more than monsoon requested. Thankfully, the additional result was that of a tank transforming into false hope while the large phallus man crumbled. Dear diary, huh? All right. I told you folks about Indy. I know it was a long time ago at this point, but Thursday night, Indy slaughters the Tennessee Titans. Hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Philip Rivers has still got it. You can tell by the 18,000 kids he has. Obviously, a win is a win. But are things getting shaky in Green Bay? That, I mean, people say if you watched the game, it wasn't as close as you thought. But I think if you really watched that game, you know that game was closer than it should have been. The Jags are a terrible team. I think we've got trouble ahead in Green Bay. That looked gross. We're 7-2 team of all time? You tell me. Also, Bears, get fucked. Monday night, Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk. He's a GOAT. I mean, we've already won the Super Bowl at this point. Vikings are going all the way until we lose to the Cowboys this week, which I'll be real sad about. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Vikings stink. The Bears just stink more. (coughs) Just like that, kids. All right, Josh. I'm going first next time. Which is right now, I guess. This time, I should have said. I'm not very bright. Very interesting Thursday night matchup coming up this week. We got Seattle and we got Arizona. We just watched these teams a few weeks ago. Seattle was rolling and bowling. And then 
The Arizona Cardinals came to town. Actually, I don't know where the game was, but got slaughtered by the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle is on the wrong side of momentum right now. How is this game going to go? Divisional matchups, anything can happen. But is Seattle dead? Are they done for? Because they've been looking bad lately. Russ has been cooking, and he's been cooking up some meth, apparently. It's Jameis time, baby. Josh mentioned a down Saint. It's time for Jameis Winston to put up 5,000 yards in one game against the Falcons, and I'm here for it. If the Vikings lose to Gary Gilbert and the Cowboys... I'm quitting the pod, moving to Canada, changing my name, shaving my beard, and wearing sleeves. That's all I have to say. Sleeves, huh? All right. Gar mentioned the Thursday night game. That's going to be exciting. Jameis? Nah. Taysom. Jameis is going to go out there with this 2020 corrected vision, throw three interceptions, steal a crab leg, and end up in Canada somewhere. But we, as far as Cowboys go, Gilbert Grape is going to just crush your guys' grapes. He almost destroyed the Steelers. And you guys are supposedly on a tank. What happened to the tank? You guys can't even tank right. That's just I, that's just what the, the Vikings have going for them right now. We got the Packers going into Indy. And I'm sorry, but Old Man Rivers is going to absolutely... Yeah, they are. Well, I'm just saying they're not going to lose. No, don't shake your head at me. We'll shake my head. Yeah, whatever. The Packers I aren't going to lose. The Packers aren't going to lose. They were the worst thirteen and three team of all time. They're going to be the worst Super Bowl winning team of all time. It's going to be a glorious, glorious game. Philip Rivers, one hundred yards passing. <laughs> one hundred yards passing. You're a lunatic, Josh. How dare you? All right, we are late. We got to keep moving here, Josh. It is time for the fantasy fun time. Do you want to give us a little ditty? Fun time fantasy. That wasn't that. That was probably the first time you've done that, Diddy. Look at you being original. I like it. All right, Josh. I'll go with my grain of salt this week because I feel like I always lead off with you, and I don't have to write down the segment start time because I'm not recording audio, so I'll have to go get that later too. Yikes. Anyways, last week I went three and two. I'm overall 26 and 24 on the year, 52% winning percentage. You've been hearing me complain. You don't want to hear it again, but it's rough out here for a gangsta. I am 27 or 274 and 296 via the Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated statistics model. So, less than a 50% winning percentage. You should probably not listen to anything I say, but I've got a podcast and you don't. So, for whatever that for whatever that is worth. Up a little money and some pickums though. Josh, how salty are you this week? Uh, you can listen to me if you want. I went five and one. Um, five and so one. Solid week. Yeah, another solid week for this guy. Forty-seven and thirteen overall. Seventy-eight and a third winning percentage. Um, I was at a high score in two leagues. Second high score in the dynasty league. Um, one of the leagues we got a win in was the one that I mentioned with changing the team name. We would have finished two and seven in that one, but we ended up playing the guy with a low score. So yay! And they were undefeated. They were the only nine and zero team in that league, and we beat them. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How'd you do in the fan duel last week, Josh? Do you have any of the best values on your team? I, don't, I haven't looked. I'm too scared. I think I was like number 10. I, I knew I was going to struggle mightily when uh, when Goff just decided to goth it up. Yeah, playing the Seahawks, that's supposed to be the easy play, and he did not put up 50 like some might have expected him to. You did do 10th exactly, by the way. And uh, Levi Oki somehow won another thing. I'm starting to think Levi's cheating. I don't know how. 
and I don't know why, but... Well, he has those spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sick of hearing about the fucking spreadsheets, okay? He ain't got shit. He's paying someone off, I bet. Anyways, uh, Kyle came in, or no, T came in second, and then Jesse somehow came in third, and that's going to be important in a second here. But let's talk about the leaders of the contest. Brady was first overall with 31.84 points. Kamara, 31.3. Kyler Murray, 30.9. Obviously helped by that last second Hail Mary. Big Ben, 29.32. And Josh Allen, 28.86. Top five there. Very quarterback heavy this week. It's not always the case, but more often than not, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks in the top, so make sure you choose wisely. As far as the best values go, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Only scored 16 points last week, but it was a 4.6 times value. MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling. 4.2 4.2 times value. Cole Beasley, 4.1 times value. Willie Sneed the Farth, 4.1 times value. And then Tom Brady, 4.1 times value. So you see their quarterbacks will score you a lot. You want to pick the right one. But as far as values go, quarterbacks aren't usually that valuable. So you gotta you gotta pick between the gems and the bona fide studs. It's a delicate balance that I don't feel like a lot of people get right. But that's the way she goes. Going over here to the total scores in the uh, podcast play along challenge. Uh, Cheetah Bryan's in fake first. Real first is still held, still held by the lovely Nikita Mitchell. Some way, somehow, she's increasing that lead. Mr. Jolters is in second, about 26 points behind Nikita. And then in third is Vinegar Strokes 47, aka Home Depot Aaron. He is, uh, he's got 12, 19.46, so just about three points behind Walters there. But in fourth, in real fourth, and this genuinely shocked me to see, Jesse. Somehow, track der himself, Jesse Ray Morset is in fourth place, and that scares me a bit. Um, I don't like that. Carmel Bear shot up into the top ten also. I'm sure he'd be mad if I didn't mention that because he was right next to me last week, and I'm in 16th. Josh, you're in 11th. <coughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... We've got a podcast to focus on. They have, you know, seven days of the week to set their lineups. We're over here slaving away to give them content. So it's only expected that they all beat us. Slaving. Um, yeah. And and before somebody like Walters or Jack makes a comment, oh, well, we're doing better than you and we have a podcast. No, you, you, you don't have a real one. You're playing with fake Lincoln logs and we're over here with the real deal. That could be true. Uh, before we move any further, uh, Brian had mentioned in the chat, I'm assuming in regards to the two-minute drill, that Andy Dalton is playing quarterback for the Cowboys this week. I don't know if that's true. Either way, I mean, Andy Dalton shouldn't slay us any more than fucking Gary Gilbert should. So, And then Jack says, I'm very upset about one of Josh's wins. I'm guessing you must have slayed Jack in a league this week. Yeah, I slayed him by a solid four points because Allen Robinson only got 40 yards or something. Oh, I mean, Allen Robinson, I think, had a little bit more than that. But, yeah, it was not a good showing for... I mean, he only got five points or a little bit less. Oh, really? Oh, it must be, yeah, standard league then. It must be VS then, I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. You standard people. And, yeah, he had, the second highest, he had the second highest score, so... Yikes. Yikes. Sorry about you, Jack. All right, Josh. Um, I'll go first in the who, who I like this week because that's how it's ordered here. 
Uh, or no, who I liked last week. Excuse me. Last week, I liked Tua versus the Chargers. Miami went in there and got the dub just like I knew they would, even though I love the Chargers. But Tua only put up 14.66. That is not a good quarterback showing, as you just heard about all the quarterbacks who put up 30+. plus. I liked Nick Chubb last week against Houston, 18.6 points. Uh, could have been 24.6 points, but then uh, Nick Chubb decided to make a smart football move and go out of bounds like a douche. Um, and then Jerry Judy at Oakland. Uh, I liked him last week, but he only put up 8.8. So, as is uh, in line with my grain of salt in my fantasy performance this year, I'm not doing so hot. Josh, you, you didn't fill him in the notes last week, and I didn't go back to listen to who they were. Any chance you know who you liked last week? I think I just tossed out a bunch of random names, so no. <laughs> no, I don't remember, but hey, it's not like we're actually tracking this information. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Going into week 11, though, I took some notes. I wrote down Big Ben at Jacksonville. I think that he's going to have a solid outing. Salavon Ahmed running back for Miami at Denver. I think that they released Jordan Howard. Um, so I think that he has an opportunity to uh, step in, especially after last week, he got a touchdown in 80 some yards. And then Jacoby Myers at Houston. He can do it all. He can run. He can play quarterback. Um, God knows they need someone to do that on that team. And then uh, he can play wide receiver. So this Myers character, so you say he plays wide receiver. Who does he play for? That my Brian knows who Big Ben is, but this Jacoby Myers guy, who the hell is oh, that? Oh, he's a he's he is a wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Gotcha. Thank you very much, Josh. Well, uh, Brian, I don't know if you're listening. Might want to get out a pen and paper because you might not know who any of these people are. But uh, we got, like I said, Jameis Winston. I like this guy this week versus Atlanta. Atlanta has a terrible defense. Jameis put up 5,000 yards last year and threw for 30 touchdowns. As long as you ignore the 30 picks, that's great. Either way, with the 30 picks, it shows you this guy is throwing the ball down the field, and that's what we want to see out of our QBs. I love Jameis this week versus Atlanta. Antonio Gibson. Oh, by Jameis as a quarterback for the Saints. Antonio Gibson, running back for the Washington football team, playing Cincinnati this week. Gibson has been a one of the other... Um, delightful rookies outperforming all the top rookie running backs out of the draft class this year so antonio gibson i like him he should be an easier matchup against cincinnati dude's been getting fed look out for antonio gibson this week should be cheap as well and then justin jefferson versus the what is supposed to be the dallas cowboys football team justin jefferson wide receiver minnesota vikings um dude should be able to put up a lot of yards this week maybe a tutter or two so let's see what justin jefferson can do Think you're gonna do yeah. well this week, Josh? In the, in the challenge, probably. Ooh, probably gonna do well this week. Okay. Well, we don't have time to talk about that more because we are late, Josh. We got to keep flying. Time for the hidden oaks. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm coughing a lot this week. Sorry. Tide lights. Side <laughs> bet number ten. Like a boss. The greatest margin of victory. Well, dibs. I beat Gar by thirty-nine ish. So I'll take those five dollars. Thank you. Side bet eleven next week. Catching more than just COVID is going to be your wide receiver one and two with the most receiving yards, not rushing yards, because I know sometimes they can do that, but wide receiver one and two with the most receiving yards. If for whatever reason there is a tie, I'm just going to go ahead and say whichever one scored more points between them. And you could just go with receptions as the second, as the tiebreaker. Uh. Yeah, I guess receptions works. All right. So there we go. Catching more than COVID is the side bet coming up into this week. Congrats to Josh last week for creaming my terrible team. Officially ripped for me. 
Uh, me and T are just uh, trying not to be the worst in the league, although T has already named himself Dumpster Fire, so I think he kind of wants that medallion. I know people want to start talking about where they are positioned, but we'll do that next week because we are late. we got to get going here. But um, shout-out to the people who are doing well, and we will talk about your playoff hopes next week. Josh, it's already getting to this Fave 5 here. Where let's keep flying. There's no reason to not to. How do we feel this week about the Fave 5? I texted you this morning. <laughs> And Nikita got to listen to maybe a hundred different songs this morning when I was listening to it on my phone while working. And this was, this was honestly the hardest one. There is a lot of good songs out there. I loved music. I still love music, but it's one of those things where I, I had a very tough time picking five and I even sent you five and then changed my five when I sent you the links. I don't know if you noticed that. I did but not. I did. Okay. I did. Um, and so, um, I, I had to make some criteria and, and I'll show you, this is my note page and that's not even, that's not even all of the songs I wanted to write down. I had to start like limiting myself. And so I, I decided to go with something, um, because I like the Bohemian Rhapsodies and the piano man and all of those, you know, classics and great songs. They should be on my top five, my fave five. Sorry. Um, respect the segment, Josh. God damn it. You're part of the show. Respect the segment, please. They should be on my fave five, but I, I did not put them on there. Um, tiny dancer was one that made that should have been top three for me. And because I wanted to limit it to more songs that I've listened to, um, quite frequently, and their covers. So they have more than one artist writing it. So somebody else thought they were really good, good enough to cover it. So I went with four covers. And then my number one of all time is a song that has been a favorite of mine since I first heard it back in whenever it came out in like, Oh nine. Oh man. Yeah. So with these things, you just got to kind of pick a scope and go with it. Cause yeah, rock songs is just so broad. I'll talk about mine when we get to ours, but Josh, thank you for your breakdown of how you decided there. I will shout out to Jack in the chat. He says, Josh doing more prep work on this phase five alone than anything else all year combined. And I'm glad someone else said it cause I don't want to say it, but Josh, we appreciate the effort you put in today. It goes to show what you can do if you take your free time and do it, not just use your working time. But, you know, who am I to tell you how to podcast? Um, you're just as successful as I am because <coughs> we're attached at the hip. Um, it looks like Zoom is going to cuck us here. So, Josh, I think I'm going to transition to just a screen with me and end our Zoom meeting while I play one or two of these just so we can not get kicked out mid-meeting, but just so you know. So I'm going to end this and then invite you to another Zoom meeting, okay? Okay. All right, and then I'm going to transition the screen here. Uh, there we go. And now we're going to play a voicemail here from Audio Al. What's up, boys? It's Audio Al coming at you live with the Fave 5. First of all, how about the Vo- Viking Skull Nation? Let's go. Uh, number five, Forget Me Too by MGK and Halsey. Yeah, I know MGK is kind of, uh, but trust me, this song bangs. It shreds. It might even wail. You got to check it out for yourself. Uh, number four, you can't make a list without having the lads from Liverpool on there. The Fab Four, A Day in the Life by the Beatles. Number three, Downfall of Us All by A Day to Remember. Great song. Uh, but you know what? I'm truly a 90s kid at heart. So number two, Reckless Abandoned by Blink-182. Blink-182 is like one of my favorite bands. And number one, Semi-Charm Kind of Life by Blind, uh, Third Eye Blind. So yeah. Uh, check them out if you haven't heard them. Peace out.
Alright, thank you, Audio Al. I am still having troubles with my Zoom program. For some reason, it just does not like me today. So, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play another voicemail. I know we Audio Al would like to hear what we think about his list, and he'd like to hear our appreciation for him. But, because I'm dealing with a computer issue right now, and we are live, I'm just going to keep going um, and play another one. So, Al, we appreciate you. You contribute every week, so hopefully you're not butthurt about this one. Jack, what do you have to say about your Fave 5? All right, I've been absent from this one for a few weeks here, so I wanted to get back into the game with uh, an exciting Rocks-themed song. Um, number five, It's Still Rock and Roll to Me by Billy Joel, one of my favorite singers, performers ever. He's got a lot of classics, but this one is uh, a solid rock song. Number four, Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. I, uh, I prefer to rock and roll part of every day. Shout out to Role Models, but another classic. Uh, number three, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Chet. You can't help but sing it when it comes on. It's just iconic and gets the whole group going. Number two, Rocky Like a Hurricane. Um, this one was uh, a, fan, a fan favorite on Guitar Hero. It was one of the first ones I ever learned how to do on 100%, and it's a uh, very intense one. And then number one, iconic song, iconic group, Queen, We Will Rock You. So rounding out the top five of songs that have rock in the name, or is it supposed to be rock songs? I don't know. Close enough. All right, so sorry about that, Josh. We were about to get cucked by Zoom. So I went through Audio Al, and then you came in in the middle of Jack. Audio Al had, like, the Beatles in there, and he had, I don't know, something by MGK in there. This guy loves music. He likes to produce music, mess around with music. Big audio guy. That's why we call him Audio Al. But I'll just tell you that his list was perfect. It's the perfect list. That's all you need to know. Jack went with the strategy of picking just songs with rock in the title. So that's how that goes. Uh, what do you think about Jack's list from what you heard of it? I heard Joan Jett and We Will Rock You. Oh, and Rock You Like a Hurricane. I mean, all good songs. Um, not if They're not even on the page that I had written things down on. Um, but everybody has their own opinion. There you go, Josh. That's the spirit. Okay, we will move on here. I don't know what the order I have it on the sheet is, but I know which one I'm saving for last. So we'll go with what Hammer had to say. Hammer, we love you for your fave contra- five contribution. What do you got, pal? Wow. It's uh, so incredibly difficult to pick just uh, top five rock songs. And uh, uh, I just ended up going with uh, probably five bands I listened to the most growing up and uh, just picked one song from each. But uh, you could probably go in a a bunch of different directions. But uh, I ended up listening to mostly, you know, 90s, early 2000s kind of grunge and uh, punk rock music. So without further ado, number five, I got Avenged Sevenfold Lost. Just an awesome call and response guitars into the intro of the song. Uh, number four, we got Rise Against, Give It All. It was my absolute pump-up song in middle school. Psalm 41, Into Deep is my number three. Just came out with uh, a grunge of great hits. Um, number two, Good Charlotte, the anthem. Um, I think, you know, everybody probably our age just absolutely wore out this CD. Lifestyles of Rich and the Famous. Just a great album. Um, number one, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of, on a lot of people's list, but Blink-182, and then his voicemail cuts off right there. I told him, uh, I told him about it because sometimes I get a chance to review them if you get your voicemails in early enough. Sometimes I don't, um, but because <laughs> he didn't want to fix it. He texted me. He said it was supposed to be "What's My Age Again." I assume that's a Blink One Eight Two song. I'm not a huge music guy, I'll be honest. But um, obviously, everyone knows. Uh, oh, what did he just say? What's the song by Good Charlotte? What, what's the anthem? What? Just the anthem. 
Yeah, it's just the anthem, but it was on their uh, Lifestyles at the Rich and Famous CD. Right. One. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a banger. Anyone, any of us 90s slash millennial, younger millennials, that song is a banger. Any other thoughts about Hammer's List there, Josh? No, I liked it. Good list. That's all Hammer's going to get right there. We're late. That's true. We're late. We got to get going here. All right. Uh, we got uh, Levi Oki. I'm sure he's going to give us some guy from the fucking 1750s with his hipster eccentric taste. Le- Before oh. you play it. Oh, oh, oh. We're late, but okay. What do you got? Simon and Garfunkel. Does it make his list? <sighs> or does I, he just do what he said he was going to do and be, have Queen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody 5 through 1? I mean, I can say that I listened to his list today. And I don't even know. So that's how memorable his list was. Um, what I what I do. Re- oh, Bradley in chat said hammers a goat. So there we go. Brad with the most rich hammer analysis. But uh, I don't know about Simon and Garfunkel. If I remember his voicemail correctly, Levi talks most about number five for some reason. Which you know, usually you the amount of talking time you give to something, unless they're all equal, should probably mean it's higher on your list. But uh, yeah, well, let's just see what Levi has to say before I. You know, we're late. We got to get going. Hello, fellow children of God. Uh, Carmen Bear here with the Faye Five Rock songs. At number five, we have Stevie Nicks with her song Edge of 17. The fucking persistent guitar, the electric drumming, all of it just unparalleled to, to most women rock stars. She just crushes it. At number four, we have Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, it's theatrical. Yeah, sometimes it's overblown, but that's fucking rock music. At number three, we have The Clashes, Should I Stay or Should I Go? It's just such controlled chaos, and it makes me want to dance every time I listen to it. Uh, at number two, we have Everlasting Light by the Black Keys. It's newer. I'm sure there's other songs that are probably better of it or better than it, but to me, it's just a classic song that I listen to almost every day. And at number one, we have Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. It's just unmatched. It's it's Shakespearean. It's Baroque. It's everything that you want in a rock song. Alright, Josh, you're supposed to be smarter than me. What the hell does Baroque mean? Um, I think it was an autocorrect in his brain for broke. <laughs> I think you said Shakespearean in there twice, too. Again, Carmel Bear's got a fucking art degree. He likes to be sophisticated and fancy, and Carmel Bear's definitely a hipster. Uh, he definitely had his pinky up while he was oh, uh, for leading sure. us a voicemail. SpongeBob, pinky, pinky. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's that's Carmel Bear's list. Um Brad says meatloaf for the win. Brian says caramel bear. Great list. So Brian, you guess uh, you know a middle-aged white male and a young younger Mexican hipster artist. You didn't think those bonds could ever exist, but here we are, hood pod, bringing people together. Josh, does it make you warm and fuzzy on the inside? Stronger than a paper mache person in a monsoon i would say yeah. wow that's a quote josh is the quote of the show right there all right we got first time voicemailer here mr bradley reed Canup. brad what's your fifth five it's snowing out hey guys it's brad just chiming in with my favorite five rock songs um now i kept this list uh to post 1990 music um because i feel that classic rock should be its own category itself um i didn't want to uh, dilute the list. Um, so here we go. My personal five favorite rock songs. Number five, uh, The Pretender by the Foo Fighters. Uh, number four, In Bloom by Nirvana. Uh, number three, Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Uh, number two, Brain Stew by Green Day. 
And my number one favorite rock song, Carousel by Blink-182. Quite a shocker, I'm sure. Uh, Thanks. Love the grump. Bye. All right, Brad. No surprise to anyone on the planet that Brad's list is heavy, Blink-182. I'm not a big song name guy. I'm not a big music guy in general. Just to be honest, I can jam, but I just songs and names and albums and leanings and lyrics, I'm not into it. But out of Brad's songs there, anything that stands out to you? No, I, I mean, it, what stood out was only one Blink-182 song. Oh, was it I only? Knew, I thought there was two. Maybe it was just one. I, I'm pretty sure it was just one. Because um, you had the Foo Fighters, Green Day, My Chemical Romance. Um, I thought Blink-182 was on there twice. I thought it was number three and number one. Well, it might have been number three and one. I tuned out. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> it is a rare moment on the podcast where we can tune out or check on something. So even though we're supposed to be sit here and be nice to our guests. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I should have been on there. Should have been on there five times. Blink one eighty two. If Brad was being really, really honest with us, but it's the way she goes sometimes. Oh, Brad, let us know right. was on there once. So, Josh, you forgot the fifth band. So, what the hell? I I know I can't. I'm 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 gonna blame the fact that I had a three hour nap. 50 minutes ago well, that should mean you're over super prepared all right brad thank you very much for your first time phone uh your first time voicemail via anchor hopefully you can see now that leaving a voicemail isn't really that big of a deal you've also got a raffle entry so hopefully that'll keep bringing you back um that's what we're trying to do here we're trying to get people to leave us voicemails make them see it's not that big of a deal so i saved brian for last because on this show we like to talk about walk-off shots a lot and obviously brian's not gonna end the pod here because it's our pod uh, Brian, easy. Don't try and steal our thunder. But um, if you're just sitting there kind of half paying attention, if you're writing or cooking or something, take the next 60 seconds and listen to Brian's list and especially listen to the end because there's a very subtle joke I want to make sure I just let people know is coming, okay? Because it is worth it, I promise. Um, but here is Brian's fave five. Hello, this is Brian with my fave five for the week. Number five, Mr. Jones. Counting crows. By by the way, you guys can start your old man jokes anytime. Number four, Born to Run by Springsteen. Number three, Layla from Derek and the Dominoes. Number two, Little Pink Houses by John Mellencamp. And my number one rock song of all time is Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. A beautiful, beautiful song that in my retirement, I am going to learn to play on the piano. I like it so much, I play it at all of my weddings. For anyone not familiar there, (laughs) Brian, for what it's worth, I listened to this voicemail first, so I knew that shot was coming, but I laughed very hard the first time, but Brian, a man who's been married three times very funny joke at the end there uh but thank you brian thunder road number one josh is that so uh, derek and the dominoes is for surely a, a fake band unless they were playing fucking cave instruments derek and the dominoes isn't real right just to confirm for me they're playing dominoes the pizza <laughs> <laughs> they had pizza slices just slapping each other with it oh man yeah so derek and the dominoes totally a fake band but thunder road and you said you really liked uh, what was that what was number five counting crows uh, mr jones and it was Mr. Jones. And that song's not that old, is it? I mean, I'm familiar with the name Counting Crows. No, I don't. I think it was like a 90s song. Oh, Brian was in his mid-80s in the 90s. <laughs> so, yeah, not a bad list out of Brian. Really appreciate the shout-out to... Uh, <coughs> 
Ooh, he said Eric Clapton, you uncultured swines. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Brad's Brad's coming at us in the chat. Um, but Brian's been married four times, and apparently he's played Thunder Road at all four of them. Big shout out to you, the Bry guy, and uh, Bruce Springsteen making the list twice. Obviously iconic out of uh, out of Brian. There, big the Boss fan. So Josh, you've already talked a little bit about your uh, your fave five and how you chose them, and this is definitely not. Or this is definitely going to get us pulled off YouTube. So hopefully I can get our audio off YouTube uh, before this gets taken down. But we're going to play little snippets of our songs. And we're going to see how that goes. Hopefully uh, the YouTube algorithm doesn't take us down too fast. But like I said earlier, just to give a little disclaimer on my list, um, I'm not a lyrics guy. I normally don't care about the message of a song, um, what they mean, what it's supposed to mean, all that kind of stuff. Every once in a while if I get into a song, but I just never pay that much attention. Music's always been a background thing for me, especially lyrics. Being in band my whole life, I've cared more about the music itself and how the beat sounds and how the music's flowing than what the actual words of the song are. So you can rip me for it. I don't care. But just to explain, none of these songs are overly meaningful or had a big impact on my life. I'm just a guy who likes to listen to songs that rock. Josh, you want the walk-off shot this week? Sure. I'll take it. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, I did covers because I, I couldn't do, like Brad came in and said he did post-90s. I tried to go that route. I even, on my list, I have a non-covers pre-me. So before I was born. Um, and then I had one for covers and then I had one for bands you may never have heard of. So I did that whole thing. Um, I guess before we get into the list, a couple I'll just toss out bands that got honorable mentions that didn't make my list. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, nearly all of their songs. Uh, Slipknot, Five Finger Death Punch, Theory of a Dead Man, Shine Down, Chevelle, Corn, Linkin Park, Three Doors Down, The Wallflowers. Um, a lot of those, a lot of those bands didn't make the cut. Oof, well, that's okay. Uh, uh, the, I'm sure the artist that you left that did make the cut will be great. Uh, a couple of my honorable mentions as well. I'll just list the song names. I got uh, Mr. Brightside, Sharp Dressed Man, Numb, Bad to the Bone, Welcome to the Jungle, Blitzkrieg Bop, Fortunate Son, and Satisfaction. Uh, to Brad, to, to Brad, and your point, you know, classic rock's its own deal. I do have some songs that are older for sure, so it kind of depends on how you look at classic rock. I for how I. One with my songs is I just, it's hard to describe, but it's a gut feel of just songs that had a little more bite, if that makes any sense. So, like, there's a lot of classic rock songs that are maybe a little softer, and even rock songs today that are maybe just a little bit. I don't, I, I can only describe it in my own head as like a little bit softer. They're not songs, they're not, um, they're not kind of sure they're not kind of in your face about rock um and the songs i'm picked have a little more bite the instruments are a little more bold and pronounced so that's how i pick my songs um and i forgot josh are you taking the the walk-off shot or no sure all right uh all right so then my number five here and my computer's been struggling a bit today so we'll see how things load but here we go my number five in the fave five rock songs oh yeah this is gonna take some time here we go Maybe we won't do it. Any song that has Train in the title was probably going to get me going. That is Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. You got to love it. Got to love Ozzy. Iconic intro to the song as well. Just a great, great song. I had to do it. Um, Great, great rock tune. All right, Josh, I'm pulling up your link. Hopefully it plays right away. Or when it loads. Yeah. Not a soul in sight. 
Oh, it's cotton. <laughs> it's a little bit Do of Do you have all of them opened on? I'm opening one at a time. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, this is the Thunder Roll, originally written by Garth Brooks, covered by All That Remains, who is more of a heavy metal. But you can kind of get the feel of the heavy metal coming from a country song, um, both versions. And, and that's something, you know, I like both versions of all the songs that I put on here. Um, and so it's just, it's got a little bit of, like you said, a kick to it. And, and so um, just a great song overall. All right, there we go. Thunder Rolls cover out of Josh there. My number four. I closed a bunch of programs that I'm already done using, so hopefully this one goes a little bit quicker, but I'm sure it won't because we can't have nice things around here. And we're late. So this isn't helping my we're late cause, but... This is the stroke by Billy Squire. Seems somehow like a little of a lesser known rock song. I don't know why, I don't know how, but this song absolutely wails as Meat Sauce would like to say. Great intro, just gets you in the rocky feel right away. And that was a big criteria for my list. Josh, here's your number five. We're late, YouTube's gonna cuck us and just be nice and slow, but you know what? That's the way things go sometimes. You can do it, YouTube. I believe in you, little buddy. Come on now. Africa. So a lot of people know this song as a song from Toto. Um, and, and I'm sure Walters is out there screaming, I listened to this on the power trip. And that's because that's where I heard it. Um, they introduced me to Quiet Drive. I love a lot of their songs, um, but Africa is just one of those ones that it was a cover of theirs, and it and it bangs. This is a this is a great song. Yeah, Africa itself bangs for sure, and then that cover adds a little extra bang to it. And now I'm trying to be a little quicker with my things, but Josh, I'm glad that Africa made your fave five list, even if it was more of a hard rock cover. obviously iconic intro there if acdc doesn't make your list of rock songs you're fucking wrong um after i mean you've seen the theme at this point i kind of went after songs that had great rock intros uh so not all my songs have that theme but most of my songs have great rock intros as well so maybe that, that's the category i really went for but back in black acdc another song that just gets you right into the rock feel right away wants you to just smash your face into a wall if you're ready to fucking rock josh and i'm loading your song right now here we go josh is number three in the fave five rock songs come on buddy how you doing josh what have i become my sweetest friend everyone bit of a softer song hurt johnny cash um this is a cover of the nine inch nail song so kind of two two people you'd be like say what now um but this i mean you could just feel the pain in his voice in the song 
and it is just it's one of those songs that actually has meaning behind it i know you mentioned that you don't necessarily listen to the lyrics and and when i listen to this song usually i don't but when um when you do look into it it, it's it's got it's powerful um and the fact that you know he did this collaboration with nine inch nails or nine inch nails let him write that or do that um it's better than the original it's amazing so i know a lot of people who actually think that's his song too they think that's uh johnny cash's song yeah yeah, Johnny Cash, uh, big icon for sure in the music game. I'm trying to get a little bit ahead here, Josh. So I'm going to pause this thing as it's loading so it doesn't play, but I'm just trying to get ahead of the game here slightly so we're not uh, delaying. But as I'm doing that, uh, that's delayed anyway. So, But here we go. Here's my number two in the Fave Five Rock songs. I'm going to guess this is a song not a lot of people have heard or maybe haven't heard. Oh, all right. There goes Josh's. All right. There we go. Uh, but yeah. Here's my number two Fave Five Rock songs again. If you've heard it at all, you probably haven't heard it in some time. That is Breaking Benjamin's Blow Me Away, specifically from the Halo 2 original soundtrack, Breaking Benjamin. Uh, it comes out with an iconic song, Halo. The video game franchise has always uh, thrown a lot of electric guitar into their, their soundtracks, and so Breaking Benjamin helps them out here with a great song. Josh, have you ever heard that song before? Are you familiar with the Breaking Benjamin Blow Me Away? Just curious, because again, it's yeah. a video game I song, think I had but it's CD. pretty popular. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think it was on one of their CDs, and I had a couple of them growing up. Awesome. All right, so that was my number two, Breaking Benjamin. Not bad. Definitely the hardest rock song on my list, because I'm not a big hard rock guy. But here's Josh's number two, Fave Five, rock song. So, like I said, a lot of covers. <laughs> uh, Zombie, originally written by the Cranberries, covered by Bad Wolves. And if you haven't heard of Bad Wolves, check them out. There's my plug for them. Um, they actually had a couple songs on my list here. Um, the, so I would, yeah, just, I don't know. I'm trying to find it, but I cross a lot of things off. Um, <laughs> um the original is great. They actually were going to do this with the singer from the Cranberries, but she passed away um, oh, no. shortly before this recording. So um, it's more of a tribute now to her, they said. Um, but yeah, they, they, had, they had initially planned on her being a part of the remake, and I would have loved to hear that. Yeah, that sounds like it would have been a great remake. You Obviously, anytime you cover a song, you need permission from the original artist usually, or you know, if you're putting out, if it's not like some underground mixtape. Um, so you're getting the respect of the artist, and then to perform it with the original artist, that would that'd be pretty cool, to be honest. And I'm just stalling slightly because I'm trying to get uh, the last two to load so we're not, uh, we're not in the middle of anything. But of course, we just can't have nice things. Josh's is still loading, but I got mine up. 
My number one rock song, and I know I talked earlier about I've never been a huge, like I haven't put a lot of my heart and soul into music. I've just never been someone who found meaning in music. I'm more of a movies guy, uh, if you listen to me talk about movies in our previous podcast. But this is a song where I do like the lyrics. It's not, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can break back, break down the lyrics here. Um, obviously, they're trying to make a good song, a catchy song. But at the same time, it's a song that has a bite to it, has a meaning, and... Just like most songs do, I should. Which I mean, it's kind of the point of music in real, in really the end. But um, this song, when it was written, um, apply. You know, they couldn't predict the future. But this song and its lyrics are oddly uh, impactful, even in today's world. And it's almost scary how uh, how they almost predicted what would come. So here we go. My number one in the Fave Five Rock songs, a song I love. I've loved for a long time. Got this whole album. Let's hear it. Now I know anyone who grew up around our time when they think of Green Bay, uh, Green Bay, Jesus, Green Day and America. <laughs> I know Green Day and American Idiot and all Green Day's music. They think of all the emo kids from middle school. Anyone who knows me growing up, I was not one of those emo kids in middle school. But real respects, real. This is a great rock song talking about the information age and all these people out here being controlled by the media. Basically, dumb culture, which is what we're kind of seeing right now with people getting riled up by maybe particular news station a particular president who hasn't accepted the you know result and is riling up a base through the media so you know green day kind of knew what they were talking about and everything they've talked about has come to fruition so not to get too deep great, great song no and, and and i was into emo kid as well and i love green day i had that i had the cd so yeah oh yeah. i've listened to like I've, i haven't bought a lot of cds in my life honestly maybe five cds ever but american idiot was one of them and i would listen to the whole soundtrack on repeat and I think I bought like a special edition with like a DVD. And yeah, they Green Day is uh, they definitely do rock the way rock was intended to be rocked. Josh, I remember I remember buying that CD and then sitting in the parking lot, listening to it on my CD player, waiting to go to football practice. Like the day I had unwrapped it and everything, and then I put it in the CD player. And so that couldn't have been you know I couldn't have been that old. All right. <laughs> Right. All right. So uh, Jack shouts out in the chat. He says, I'm a holiday, which is another Green Day song man myself, but was going to be shocked if no one had the American Idiot album on their list. So shout out to you, Jack. I threw the Green Day in there just for you. Josh, I kind of preempted my my number one song. Do you want to preempt it or do you want me to just play it and then you'll talk after the people get to hear the beautiful notes? I'll, I'll preempt it. So this is this song. Like I said, when I first heard it, listened to it on repeat. Um, if I remember correctly, it came out in like 09. And so it is, it's not necessarily an old song by any means, but it's still one of those songs where if it comes on, I'm listening to it. I, I, I mean, I bought the CD well after it came out. Um, and so it is, in my opinion, a banger. It's got some meaning behind it. It's got some rock. It's got some roll and you can play it. All right, let's hit it. Savior by Rise Against. Honestly, Rise Against, very underrated. I, I heard Hammer, Give It All was on that, on his list, I believe. Great song, Hammer. Um, 
I, I had a few of their songs on my list as well. Um, but this one is just one that for whatever reason, it, it comes back to my top every single time. I have it on three of my top five lists that I made on my side here. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, those are our fave five lists. Josh, not a bad walk-off song at all. I'm glad you took the walk-off shot this week. I'm going to stop playing the music because I already know YouTube's going to give us at least one, if not ten, copyright claims for what we just did. But <clears throat> I think it was worth it. We're a pretty rinky-dink show that doesn't monetize anything anyway, so I don't feel like we committed anything illegal, even though it probably technically oh, is. You, you haven't been cashing your checks? You been getting paid? All right, we'll talk about yeah. this later, John. We're late. Okay, that's kind of fucked up, honestly, if you've been taking money this whole time. But, you know, we're late. We got to get going. Um, next week's Fave 5 is the... Um, we're going back to football because this is a football podcast. So this one, you know, it's going to sound weird at first, but you can make your decision based on different things. We're doing non-homer NFL franchises. So it's just teams around the league that you like. If you want to be old like Brian, you can go with the Houston Oilers if you want. The Baltimore, Baltimore Colts. Wow. We just did that. That was kind of cute. Uh, but yeah, just favorite franchises. And it can either be because of the history of the team, the players who used to play on the team, uh, stuff like that. If you're not really big into a lot of franchises, I know maybe one or two of the teams on my list is probably just going to be they have currently or they used to have the, some of the best uniforms. So uh, again, just one homer team. Uh, everything else is fair game. So 31 teams are fair game for you, just not your your favorite team. But non-homer NFL franchises next week's Fave 5. Again, it sounds weird at first, but if you just put your own scope on it, you can do uniforms, history, players, whatever. I'm sure you can come up with a fave five of the NFL franchises that aren't your home team. All right, Josh, we got to get out of here. Go. You have you have any final Go. words for the folks, Josh? Go pack us. Don't forget to get your raffle entries in. Stay safe out there. World's crazy. Politics isn't over yet somehow. Uh, HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Very important. Don't forget to leave us your voicemails for a raffle entry. A lot of, a lot of raffle entries still left to get. I believe there's six weeks left. I counted today, so you got lots of chances to still get in there. And don't forget, you can leave a station identification like you heard at the very beginning of the show. Hi, I'm whatever, and you're listening to whatever, and you can throw your own zest on there. But that gets you one bonus entry so um that's just another way to get a raffle entry to win 50 bucks potentially so josh we're gonna send these people to sleep you're gonna go eat dinner i'm gonna go yeah. hate myself because of all the problems we had tonight but the show went off pretty gonna, well i think yeah i'm gonna eat dinner i'm gonna spend some time with my lovely wife of three years as of tomorrow happy Woo! early anniversary um and when she goes to bed because she gets up way too early for humans um do you want to play some zombies? Do I want to play some zombies right after this? Like well, after you eat dinner? Yeah, after but, she goes to bed. So there's a 0% chance that Nikita hears this before tomorrow, especially because I won't have the audio posted for a, probably two or three days. What are you doing for Nikita's for your anniversary? Anything special? Because you can spoil it right now, and Nikita won't know. Um, no, nothing too special. I mean, obviously, we can't go anywhere. can't do anything because of COVID. Right. Um, so we're going to do our usual gift exchange, and then... Um, probably yell at Kaya and just the usual stuff. I don't know. I'll let her decide. It's not, it's, it's, it's for both of us, but I, I don't have any say in it as Brian and other married individuals know. <laughs> right. I mean, we all know Nikita wears the pants in that relationship by a mile. So, uh, that's why I call you, uh, Joshua Allen bunker sometimes. Cause it's a happy bunker family, despite what your license might say. All yeah. right. I'm, I'm sure we'll make a nice dinner. Enjoy each other's company for five solid minutes. Aww. 
And then look at your phones and then, uh, you know, go your separate ways. Enjoy your own yeah, media. I might, I might, in, I might suggest the, uh, the media or the, uh, phone free evening. Oh, whoa, lock up the phones, Josh, big brain in it. Then you guys will actually have to talk to each other. Do you even know what she likes? Do you know what she's into? What do you know about your wife? Uh, her name is Nikita. Last name unknown. Uh, she's five foot, some between five foot and six foot. Um, kind of surprising. Thought it'd be between four and five, but yeah, no, me big shocker. Had to wait till she fell asleep to use a tape measure. Um, I think she's blonde. It looks that way. Kind of deceiving though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, well, Huge Packers fan, too, by the way. <laughs> Huge Packers fan. Shout out to Nikita. Uh, I only kept that going because I wanted to see what you'd say, and I know how Nikita might react to whatever she hears. So I just had a little fun there with myself. Yeah, that's why I'm not saying anything. I, well, correct. But even but you're not, Nikita, you're not saying anything will also get you in trouble. That's the best part. So I just had to keep it going. Nikita, that's my anniversary gift to you. Happy third anniversary, everybody. All right, Josh. Time for the folks to go to sleep. We're late. Bye. Bye. I got the Rona. (laughs) So yeah, for you audio listeners, sorry it's not going to be out for a a day or two or three because I screwed up because Josh decided to leave the Zoom call 30 seconds before we went live and then I forgot to hit record on the audio. So that's on me and I didn't want to restart because that'd be weird. But thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for sticking around. 